everyone, welcome to episode one of The Woman's Journey. This is a very new venture for me, long time coming, but the podcast and using the podcast medium has been a very new journey for me. So bear with me, <laughs> this is our first episode and I, I really hope you enjoy what we have to say and you'll come along the journey with us. I want to give a little bit of background about the project, which I refer to lovingly as my passion project. A little bit of history as to how I got here and uh, what the project means to me. So I'll start off by giving you a little bit of early childhood memories. Throughout my life, I've always had a special place in my heart for other women. This I remember very fondly from my early years listening to my mom and her friends, talking about their lives and their struggles and their successes. And all through the conversations that they would have, I remember them giggling and laughing and, you know, everything would have been done with such humor and love for each other. And I remember thinking to myself, gosh, they're all so different. They look different, they sound different. One of my mom's friends is Scottish Another one is British, and the others are South African. And they would always just have such a good time together. They didn't see each other necessarily very often, because even when I was younger, some had kids, some had careers. And it was obviously even then difficult for, for women to come together and have meaningful conversation. But... When they used to come to the house or if my mom dragged me along to one of their chit-chats, I would always be so interested about how the conversation was going. And I'd watch them and they'd giggle and laugh and, you know, poke fun at one another. And I just remember thinking, wow, that's... Even then, back then, I'm gosh, I must have been about nine or ten years old. And I remember thinking, even though they were all so different, there was meaningful connection and deep understanding for one another through all the humor and the love that they shared. And that is probably one of my earliest memories of what we refer to now as a sisterhood or a village. Throughout my childhood and early teenage years, I, you know, struggled as everybody did in, the, in those, um, in the, during those ages. And I, at the age of 14, started in the modeling industry. Um, I was scouted. I was quite tall for my age and I was scouted. I thought it was very cool, you know, at school and 14 years old, preteen. And everybody was like, oh, you know, what shoots are you going on now? And we weren't going to glamorous locations at, at that age back then. But kind of thought of myself as, you know, a little bit cooler because I had this opportunity to be able to model at such a young age. And I quickly realized that it was not a community for an impressionable teen, preteen. There was even back then a lot of negative focus on a woman and their body image. And I mean, even back then when I wasn't even close to being an adult, I felt the pressure to be a certain size and to act a certain way. And I remember you know, looking in the mirror and having those those moments, as I'm sure everybody has, all women have around about that age, waiting for my boobs to come in and, 
you know, I don't think I even knew what cellulite was back then, but, you know, looking at my body and did I look like everybody else, having those kind of internal conversations. And after a few years of not negative body image, but just being aware more of my body than I was before I started in the modeling industry, I decided that the industry wasn't for me at such a young age. And my mom helped me through the decision because I think she thought she saw that I was struggling. So I finished up my schooling career and didn't quite know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I know I didn't want to go to college and I didn't want to be academic. I was never very good at school and sitting still. But um, I decided in my very early 20s, I had family overseas in the UK and I decided to go and see the rest of the world and what it had to offer. Some friends of mine had already left for London and they were staying in London and I had somebody somebody to stay with and somewhere to go. So I decided to hop on a plane and go to London. And this would have been in my early 20s, so we're talking early 2000s. And this amazing thing happened and I found myself surrounded by all these other women around about the same age as me, a little bit older, a little bit younger, some of them, Australian, New Zealand, South African, you know, during that stage, a lot of people were coming over to London for opportunity and for travel and experience. And what happened was we ended up forming this sisterhood, this community of women and or young women that were away from their families and we were a very close-knit community. We would go out together, we would go to picnics, we would go to events, and we would really enjoy our time together. And I don't think I don't think anybody noticed it at the time, but I definitely didn't, of how important these types of connections were. It was only when I left London at the end of 2012 that I realized how much I missed this connection with my friends, with the other women that I had in my life that were such an integral part of my life for so many years. I was in London for uh, just over eight years. And when I returned to Cape Town at the end of 2012, I felt that void. I felt the missing connection of my sister community and jumped into work, got back into a career At that time, I was working in property alongside uh, having just re-entered the modeling industry as a curves model. I think that was probably June, July 2013. And re-entering the industry, I found that it was much changed. I mean, obviously what had happened is during those years overseas, I had grown and I had changed. And I was so relieved because I had had such a bad experience in my younger years, my younger preteen years in the industry. And I was hesitant to give the industry a second chance, but I was so relieved to find that the industry had changed. And in fact, was on a verge of a big change that the body positivity movement had just started shortly after I had returned to Cape Town. And coinciding that with my growth and my change and my different perspective and my very strong sense of self, I found that the industry was very different. And where a woman's so-called imperfections were now fully accepted and even celebrated, 
it was no longer about the body, so to speak. It was about the woman as a whole. It was no longer the object of scrutiny, both how we look at ourselves and how the world looks at us as women, but self-love and acceptance. And ultimately, this is where I felt that my calling began to take form. It was during this early experience about 10 years ago of re-entering the modeling industry and I found myself surrounded by women who looked like me, women who I felt were the same as me and I could really connect to that community and not only within the industry but with the women around me in my village and in my life. I felt like I had come into my own and I finally felt confident and I knew who I was or I had a better idea of who I was than than before and after leaving London and missing my sisterhood and my connection with those women I found community through the body positivity movement and yeah I was I was blown away by how things had changed in the industry because often we find as women that we've had to endure so much and feel that we're less than and this again includes the way that we perpetuate our own feelings and make ourselves you know feel like we don't belong and we aren't enough and we aren't good enough and we aren't tall enough and we aren't pretty enough and if we have long hair we want short hair if we want blonde hair we want dark hair we're never quite satisfied with how we are and how we look and we always wish and strive to be better we're very hard and critical on ourselves and in so many ways we have learned to cope which has never been really one of our burdens to carry it's never been that it was supposed to be all on our shoulders and I noticed over the years that where there is trust and a safe place for open and honest communication and conversation between women, this led to healing and community. Every time I witnessed the healing power of connection and conversation, you know, I felt like it was God giving me a message about my purpose. It was God reminding me that this is where he wanted me, and he wanted me involved specifically with other women and I felt such a strong pull to to other women in general and and women in suffering or women that needed help and taking all of that not being able to shake the feeling in 2016 I started a project called Real Woman Revolution with the sole purpose of giving a voice to women who were dealing with their inner struggles all alone as many many of us do And the response that I got was phenomenal. Back then, we used blog posts as a medium as as well as social media. And the response that I had from all women in all walks of life in this medium that we came together, sharing and caring and connecting together, I absolutely loved it. And I could feel that there was something incredibly important and beautiful with this connection between women that we had. And we had something that nobody else can explain. You can 
come together with your girlfriends and when you leave it doesn't actually matter what you talk about you feel like you've solved all the world's problems and I remember using this analogy with my mom a lot which she probably started but I now use it and when mom and I go shopping or we go for lunch or we meet I always remember her saying oh thank you so much we had a good time and we solved all the world's problems But isn't that how it is when we come together, whether it's our friends or our parents or our grandmother or our mother, we as women, when we come together, there is something magical that happens. Whether we actually talk about the problem itself or whether we just connect in community, we feel lighter because we've shared, you know, we've shared our problems, we've shared our joys. And I had such a strong connection with Real Women Revolution. And in late 2017, I fell pregnant with my daughter. Of course, I was going to have a daughter. (laughs) Um, And I decided in that moment that I was going to focus on creating a family, starting a family. And I pressed pause, regrettably, on Real Women Revolution, but it was necessary in that season of my life, I wasn't able as a new mom to to do both projects at the same time. And I spent the next few years learning what it meant to be a mother and this new version of myself. You know, as, as any first moms, new moms would know, you become something completely different than what you were before. You Not only do you have this little person that is fully reliant on you, but As a woman, you completely change after you have a child. You're not the same person that you started out with. And during that season, trying to figure out my place in the world as a mother to a daughter. And what was that going to look like? And after I had her, I even felt more strongly about having a hand in creating the kind of world where my daughter could live freely and love herself fully. And what more motivation would I need than to reignite my project and to start anew with new branding, new name, and finding the best possible way to reignite my love and my passion for for other women, women's issues, women's community, and everything that that means. And in rediscovering who I was in this new season of my life, that internal yearning, that connection to other women never left me. And in fact, at the end of last year, so at the end of 2022, that feeling was so strong that I wasn't sleeping. I was up at night thinking, how can I how can I reignite this passion that I have and you know do something and what what was it going to look like and how would I get it across to women and would women understand and and you know these feelings and these thoughts and this this ache that I have inside to really step in front and to be to be an example to women and say, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to have the conversation. And, you know, a lot of the community that we have nowadays, we we have our village and that's amazing, but there was never enough. There will never be enough for women to come together and have connection and community. There will always be an opportunity for 
for another space that creates safety and trust for women to come along and and just have a giggle and be honest and have communication with one another in in honesty and trust and love and you know it's always important to have that humor you know we can get serious absolutely and we can have serious conversation but with humor comes healing that feeling as i said was so tangible and i knew i was meant to do more for the women in my life my community and anywhere where there was women in need and after coming out of my postpartum haze last year you know because they do nowadays say that postpartum lasts i think 7 years is the new is the new science behind it coming out of my postpartum haze I made the decision that I was definitely going to do something. And what was it going to look like? I needed to rebrand and I needed to rename and I wanted to do something different than the real woman revolution that I'd done before, but I wanted to keep the essence the same because the motivation and the love and the passion for the project was still there. But we're talking a good few years later and different, you know, social media has changed and our understanding of a of a village and a community has changed. And after months of prayer and soul-searching, soul I finally had my answer. The Woman's Journey. What better name and visual representation of the different seasons that we enter into our lives and how this flows in us and through us and a platform for all women to come together in love and honesty through conversation. And what better way to use that information but via podcast. Podcast being the perfect conversation piece, conversation starter. So here I am putting my heart into this recording and putting myself out there going, I sometimes don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I will be having guest speakers who will include people in my life, women who are very special to me and have had an integral part in my life and who throughout the years have been support and love and community for me. Thank you for joining me on this first introductory podcast for the women's journey. I am so, so excited to be doing this with you and really look forward to us spending so much more time together. The women's journey really is a safe space for honest conversation about our joys, our victories, as well as our struggles and fears. Through my podcast and social media platforms, I hope to give you the voice to speak your truth and openly, freely, and from the heart. And in doing so, heal any parts of yourself which need love and reconnection. Please join me and many other amazing women in this space of support, friendship, community, and connection. Mm -hmm.